Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. And listen to me. This is the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever show. Start listening to us or suffer the consequences. Inside of Studio 34, this is the BFFs. He is Frank Stanfield. I am Greg Sussman. Frank, hey, what's happening, bud? Greg Sussman. Happy Friday to you, bud. Fun game last night, unless, of course, you were a 49 better like this guy. That did not work out, but it was a fun game all around. We had Kenyon Drake and Emmanuel Sanders in the lineup. Nice job by you. Shout out to me. Shout out to you. We don't do that, we don't do that often. You overruled us. It was great. <laughs> So it basically, great, and it worked out. On the team we all own together, uh, Frank, Mike Fleur, and myself, we have uh, Kenyon Drake, we have Demarius Thomas, and we have LaShawn McCoy. We had to decide on a flex, and it did not look good for Kenyon Drake going up against that vaunted 49ers defense. So I voted for LaShawn McCoy. It's a very good vote. Mike voted for Demarius Thomas. <laughs> Frank voted for Kenyon Drake and controlled the lineup and started Kenyon Drake. And I had no idea if we had him in <laughs> until after the first play of the game. I was like, oh, God, he'll Frank for 36 him. yards or whatever, and we just write, Drake! At that part, <laughs> as soon as I saw it, I, didn't, I literally didn't like look at my text. I just looked at the app to see if Kenyon Drake was in the lineup. And he was! Let's go BFFs. Let's go BFFs. Nice job. Uh, Greg, how are you doing, though? Um, I did want to bring up something about your wardrobe today. An unnamed producer downstairs said that you look like you're going to a slumber party. That's rude. <laughs> Who was it? I'm going to fire them when I'm off the air. I can't tell you that. I'm going to a slumber party? I'm somebody who uh, works in anonymity. Uh-huh. So, I'm just, I'll just sort out there. I'm going to a slumber party? <laughs> yeah, I think it's the, you know, those Henley-type shirts or yeah. ones that, like, come with the, the dual set of pajamas. Like, you have, like, the matching pants. Right. You have, like, the plaid pajama it's, pants. And you have... You have like the button up well, shirt I, well, that my you, thought you was wear I got, to sleep. I got the Henley. So that you, you, was, you got the bacon neck, uh, crew neck underneath. I do have that. <laughs> so I, I have like the, the Henley, which I, you know, it's Friday. It's a collared-ish shirt. So I'm like, <laughs> not really collared. Henley, man, you're good. You're the only person that was on air today to not be wearing a sports jacket. How do you feel, Greg? Great. <laughs> you should have borrowed Gage. Sean wasn't wearing a sports jacket. He hasn't been on. Oh, well, yeah, He's you're been right. On he, air. he was on the morning after. Several times today. Well, he, yeah. Right. You're, you're the only host on the network so far today. Uh, it's all out the window, of course. Listen, man, I got my own personality. It's fine, man. My own stuff. It's dress down Friday for Greg Sussman. Hey, I got the Henley, Slumber man. party afterwards. I got Let's the go. I was going to wear a different sweater. I'm like, you know what? Where, no, where are you going to sleep? Whose friend's house is it? I'm sleeping Jeff Van Jeff? No, man. I'm sleeping in my own apartment. <laughs> <tonight>. <laughs> so 
Dude, you're getting married in like eight days. Yeah, man. You're going to see Jeff Van Jeff there. How does that feel? Jeff Van Jeff will be there. I am very excited for your wedding. I'm prob- I might be more excited for your wedding <laughs> than you are. It's, I agree that you it are. It might be. I agree that you are. <laughs> you know, frankly- I'm very excited to A, hang out with Nando, B, sure. be hounded by all of your friends, uh, and C, watch you try and step on a class. Absolutely. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, last night, um, as we said, Kenny and Drake, Emmanuel Sanders got the job done for both teams. That's the good, the bad. Kevin Coleman, very bad. You bet on that also? That whole thing that we said yesterday about taking the over in his total yardage prop, Pavona, if we could just kind of delete that from existence, from the internet, from audio boom, wherever, like just delete that because it, it never happened. Of course, what am I even talking about? Great. Matt Breida was very good. 15 carries for 78 yards. This was frustrating. I still think most weeks Tevin Coleman is going to be the guy, Greg, and he played more snaps, and he still saw you know 16 running back opportunities. He was targeted four times in the past game. Matt Breida only targeted twice. So, look, these things are going to happen whenever there's a running back by committee, but it's still a really good team with a really good offensive line, and they want to run the football. I think last night was an outlier game. It was a really good matchup. And you know what? I give credit to Kyle Shanahan because... You should change up your game plan, your offensive game plan, based on the deficiencies of the team that you're playing. Now, I'm sure that they could have run the football more against the Cardinals, and it probably would have worked out. But going into this game, Kyle Shanahan likely knew that the Cardinals are very weak against the pass, and that's exactly what he did. And we saw career day out of Gucci Garoppolo, Greg. Four touchdowns, over 300 yards. Yesterday on the show, we were debating Jimmy Garoppolo or Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray ended up having a pretty good game as well. Saved by, uh, not the bell, but by Andy Isabella. See what I did there. Uh, but Jimmy Garoppolo, I ended up going with him in my super flex lineup. I benched Kyler Murray. I have Minshew in there. I feel pretty good about it, Craig. Absolutely. You should feel good about that. It was a great decision, Frank. Uh, I was proud of you. Emmanuel Sanders, awesome game as yeah, well. Yeah, man. This guy just continues to defy all sports, medicine, logic. Again, I understand he's getting further and further removed, but at age 31, 32, whatever he is, to be playing at this level, coming off a of torn Achilles, Greg, it truly is commendable. And it looks like we might have a legit high-end wide receiver three on our hands moving forward for Emmanuel Sanders. How about this? I'll throw it out there for you. Obviously, this was a great matchup. Do you try and sell Emmanuel Sanders considering he has scored in back-to-back games? I would, absolutely. The San Francisco 49ers, unlike last night, they don't really throw the ball. That's not their game, and they want to run the football. There's another game coming up against the Cardinals soon. I believe me. So <laughs> in, my, in a pool that I do, the Survivor Player Pool, so I saved George Kittle and Jimmy G for the next one, the one at home in two weeks. Last night, I used Tevin Coleman. Hopefully, Kittle's healthy enough to play. You know what's <laughs> going to happen, Frank. Tevin Coleman's going to have four touchdowns in two weeks, and Kittle and G- Jimmy G are going to do nothing. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> That's a lock. The lock of the century. It. You can't get it right. But, the, you know, I'm looking at the matchup coming up for Sanders. He has Seattle next week. While it says that, you know, the fantasy numbers show that the Seahawks are tough against opposing wide receivers, I don't think that they're a very good defense. And I think that you can actually pass on Seattle. We'll get to that a little bit later on. Arizona coming up. Green Bay. Baltimore secondary getting healthy for Baltimore. It's not really a tough matchup. Again, it's sell high. If you can sell Emmanuel Sanders for a... Wide receiver, too, that you can trust every week? Love it. Sure. But if you don't get fair value, then just keep them and write it out. I think the matchups are pretty good. I agree with you. Okay. Uh, on the other side of the break, we got a lot to talk about because there's a lot of players returning from injuries. 
And there's some players that, well, are now injured. So we're going to get to T.Y. Hilton and the Colts when we return. I know you talked a little bit about that when you filled in on the frenzy. Devontae Adams, Deshaun Jackson, they look to be coming back here this weekend. So we'll break down all of that, what you do, who you start, who you sit. We'll try to answer every one of those questions over the next hour or so. It's Frank Stample and Greg Sussman, your fantasy best friends forever, here on The Grid. Get on it! Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. the vibration because we're about to rock the entire nation all right here we go welcome back to the fantasy bffs live on the sports grid tv network frank stanfield joined by frank sussman Jamming out here on a Woo! Friday. Greg, you showing off some of those dance moves. Let's go. Pre-wedding, eight days away. Are you going to lift the chair next week? I don't know about that, do you? Am I, am I allowed to lift the chair? Lift the chair? Sure, man. Oh, my God. All right. Oh, I feel so honored now. Do you? <laughs> Believe me, most of my friends go to the bar, so they don't have to lift the chair. True story, Greg. I have never been to a Jewish wedding, and I am so pumped. Yeah, man. I'm excited. Because I have heard they are crazy. They are. They're really, like the Orthodox Jews, like they're really crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Orthodox. <laughs> Sorry. How much tequila will be at your wedding? A lot. Too much tequila. <laughs> All right. Let me, uh, let's break it down, Franklin. Let's get right into it. And I want to start with Indianapolis. They play Pittsburgh this week. And the spread, I believe, uh, Indy was a one-point favorite last I checked. And I don't know how this has changed now that T.Y. Hilton has been ruled out. Hilton is out for the next three to four weeks, according to head coach Frank Reich, with a calf injury. A month without T.Y. Hilton can do a lot of damage to the Colts and for fantasy owners. What do you do if you're a T.Y. Hilton owner? I think the first thing you could do is look to pick up Zach Pascal, but as we talked about on the Fantasy Football Frenzy, this is a wide receiver by committee type of position when it comes to the Indianapolis Colts. Before the San Francisco 49ers acquired Emmanuel Sanders, they were running a similar system where they had three, four, even five wide receivers that they would rotate in or out. And I think that that's what we're going to see with the Indianapolis Colts as they try and fill the shoes of T.Y. Hilton. Again, Josh Gordon is on waivers and can sign with a team at 4 p.m. today. So pay attention to his name. It'll be interesting to see. If he lands with the Indianapolis Colts, I definitely would have some interest in that. But for me, Greg, the next man up is Zach Pascal. He played 92% of the snaps last week. Did absolutely nothing with those snaps. But at least he was on the field, and we have seen at times this year he does have a good rapport with Jacoby Brissett. I don't really like him in this matchup without T.Y. Hilton because the Pittsburgh Steelers secondary has played really, really well since Mika Fitzpatrick has joined the team. Absolutely. Mika Fitzpatrick and the Steelers secondary has been really, really good since join- since Mika Fitzpatrick joined the team, like you said. Zach Pascal is probably the guy. I, I-, I agree with you. But against Minka Fitzpatrick in the secondary, I probably don't throw him out there unless I have to. To me, you look to the tight ends. We're still waiting word on Eric Ebron, who I know didn't practice yesterday. We'll see if he returned to practice today. I haven't seen anything on it. Um, but both Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle, they're in play this week against Pittsburgh. Uh, a defense that has allowed production of the tight ends. 
And we were just talking about the Colts tight ends yesterday in our leftovers segment. It's a good matchup. As you mentioned, Greg, Steelers allowing the eighth most fantasy points to opposing tight ends so far this season. And if Eric Ebron is out, Jack Doyle could be in play for a monster, monster game. I think this is more of a low-scoring affair, grinded-out game. I think we see a lot of Marlon Mack. I think we see a lot of the tight ends here. Jack Doyle, if Ebron is active, he'll be involved as well. Maybe a little bit of uh, Zach Pascal sprinkled in there. But ultimately, I think it's a lot on Marlon Mack and the tight ends. Maybe, maybe I'll just uh, throw this out there. Naheem Hines starts to get a little bit more involved as well, Greg. That makes sense. Zach Pascal is going to the number one guy outside. You mentioned ninety over 90% of the snaps last week, the big game two weeks ago. Maybe you'll see Chester Rogers score a touchdown. That usually happens with that T.Y. Hill. I think Paris Campbell has upside too, sure. but he has been banged up all season as well. He is a rookie wide receiver, so we've seen some inconsistencies out of him. I was a Deion Kane guy. He was given some opportunity Healthy early on in the season. Week. But again, just not getting the opportunities now. And when he got the chance earlier in the year, he really didn't make the most of it. Is that on him? Maybe it was he wasn't just being targeted enough. But you know what they say. Normally, if you're getting targeted, it's because you're open. So if you're not, then maybe you're struggling against the opposing defense. So we'll see what happens. But again, I think a lot of Mac, a lot of tight ends, and look to pick up Zach Pascal. All right, let me move on to, let me go to the good side, right? Bad and then good. The good. Devontae Adams looks to be returning. Well, actually, I'm sorry. Let me stay in this game because James Conner also didn't practice yet today for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, don't, I haven't seen a listing on him yet, but he did not practice for the third consecutive day. I got to imagine it's Jalen Samuels' time. That's what it looks like. Normally, you know, if a player does not practice all week long, going into Friday as well, I know that James Conner said that he would like to play and expected to play this week. Even Virginia said that James Conner should be able to play in this game. Uh, but ultimately, if he doesn't practice, it looks more and more like Jalen Samuels is going to be the guy. So as of now, I have James Conner ranked as my RB13. If he's out, Jalen Samuels, maybe not to that level, but would still be a really, really good option, a top 15, top 20 running back. He is a legitimate RB2. And the way to attack the Colts' defense is on the ground. They allow 4.4 yards per carry to opposing running backs so far this season. Greg, for me, Juju Smith-Schuster, we saw him have the monster game last week. I think he's a low-end wide receiver, too. I'm not really worried about this Colts' defense, more so worried about the efficiency of Mason Rudolph. And to me, Deontay Johnson, in the games that Mason Rudolph has started and finished, Deontay Johnson has scored three touchdowns in those five games. So, I am excited about him. I think that he's a solid wide receiver three play. All right, fair enough. Deontay Johnson, a sleeper for you this weekend. Let me move on to the good like I tried to do a moment ago. That's in Green Bay where Devontae Adams has practiced yet again today. It looks like he's going to be trying to give this one a go on Sunday, which is great news for Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Bad news for uh, you if you own any other wide receiver on the Packers. On the other side, the Los Angeles Chargers, Keenan Allen has practiced. He looks ready to rock this weekend as well. But the new offensive coordinator in Los Angeles, what do we expect? I'll start off with the Packers side of things and Devontae Adams. Look, we need you back, buddy, because it has been tough sledding without you, especially in those deeper leagues. You know, I have Devontae Adams on a few teams, and he was my first-round pick. I was very bullish. And, you know, he's likely going to see Casey Hayward in this matchup. Casey Hayward, still a very good player. Is he as good as he once was? I'm not so sure. So if Devontae Adams is active, you're getting him back in your lineup. And you can't really trust any of the other Packers wide receivers, Greg. We were saying that without Devontae Adams active, and now with him back, I think it's a lot of him. It's a lot of the running backs as we've seen so far. And, you know, we're going to see maybe three to four targets to Jimmy Graham, a few deep shots per game to MVS. 
you know, three to four targets to Geronimo Allison, but nobody is going to demand targets like Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones are going to. Last week, we just saw David Montgomery had breakout monster game against this Los Angeles Chargers defense, which means we like Aaron Jones in this spot. He had 20 touches last week, monster game against the Kansas City Chiefs. I have him inside my top 12, so we're excited about Aaron Jones. And if you're desperate, there's four teams on a bye. I think Jamal Williams is a high-end flex. I have him as my RB26, something Absolutely. like that, in that range. So I think he's a high-end RB3. He is a good flex option. On the other side, Greg, Phillip Rivers has been consistent. It's going to be interesting to see what they do uh, with the new play caller in uh, with the Los Angeles Chargers. They probably lean on the run a little bit more, but if they fall down, uh, fall behind against this Green Bay Packers team, very good offense for the Green Bay Packers, and they're going to have to throw the ball, obviously. Phillip Rivers, solid quarterback. He's my QB 13. He's been consistent. He's not going to wow you, but you know, 250 to 275 and two touchdowns, it seems like a pretty safe floor for Phillip Rivers. Greg, this is a really good matchup for the Chargers running backs as well. Since they have returned, Eckler 56% of the snaps, Melvin Gordon 53% of the snaps. During that span, 11 carries per game for Gordon, four targets per game for Gordon, Eckler, just four carries per game during that span, 7.8 targets. Obviously, that's helped out by that monster 16 target performance. But Green Bay allows the ninth, uh, the seventh most fantasy points to opposing running backs. They allow 4.94 yards per carry, the most in the NFL. So I'm back in. I like Melvin Gordon as a solid RB2, and I like Austin Eckler as more of a low-end RB2. I think in PPR, you're getting him in your lineup. Let me ask... Uh, a couple of questions based on the players you've talked about already, Frank. When it comes to Austin Eckler, would you rather start Austin Eckler or Jalen Samuels if he starts? If Jalen Samuels is active without James Conner, definitely Jalen Samuels. Would you rather start Austin Eckler or Jamal Williams? I will go with Austin Eckler. Okay. I think both are good matchups, but I trust Austin Eckler to be more involved in the pass game. You know, Jamal Williams has scored touchdown, but it hasn't come up with a lot of yardage. So they've kind of been fluky touchdowns where he just randomly gets pulled into a play on, in the red zone and ends up scoring a touchdown. I think Austin Eckler is actually a little bit safer. Okay, we are going to take a break. When we come back on the other side, I want to get into Philadelphia and Chicago. A lot of people are really high on Jordan Howard this week in the revenge game. For Philadelphia, they expect to get Deshaun Jackson back in this offense on Chicago. Mitchell Trubisky may be on his last legs. And I had somebody ask me last night, Hey, can I start Anthony Miller this week? It's against Philadelphia's brutal secondary. And I'm like, what? Am I missing something? So He has had at least 50 receiving yards in three straight grades. And he's talking talk to me about the targets. I'm like, what am I missing here when it comes to Anthony Miller? So I told me Frank could help me out uh, with that. Whole lot more to come. This is the BFFs here on Sports Grid. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. All right, so I'll get to this 
breaking news in a moment. But before I do that, i got to remind you to dunk on your NBA DFS competition using DailyRoto.com. Compete with the pros on FanDuel and DraftKings with the DailyRoto.com optimizer, the most accurate projections in all of NBA DFS. You'll get a lot of alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and so much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK. That's DailyRoto.com slash DUNK to learn more. DailyRoto.com slash DUNK to get your 10% off now. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. We told you about James Conner a few moments ago. A practice report is out, Frank. He is listed as doubtful for this Sunday. Fire up the Jalen Samuels. Fire him up indeed. As I go to the break, that a lot of people, including yourself, really like Jordan Howard this week. Why is that? And where does he fall on your rankings? Yeah, so in games that the Eagles have won so far this year, and they are projected to win this one, they are five-point favorites as of now. Jordan Howard averaging 16.8 fantasy points per game, whereas in losses he averages just 6.1 fantasy points per game. Miles Sanders is going to play. He was banged up earlier in the week. Chicago, normally a vaunted run defense. Without Akeem Hicks the past couple of weeks, they are not the same. We have to start to get that through our skulls. Chicago has allowed eight total touchdowns to running backs over their last four games. Jordan Howard has eight rushes inside of the five-yard line this season. That is tied for the third most in the NFL. Chicago also allows the third most receptions per game to opposing running backs, Greg. So, Miles Sanders might even be in play here as a PPR flex, but given the fact that the Bears are giving up so much production to running backs, they're giving up a lot of touchdowns recently, Greg. Jordan Howard excels in games where the Eagles are playing with a lead. I expect that in this game as well. The revenge factor as well. I have him inside my top 20 at the running back position. Jim Day has Jordan Howard at RB14. Wow. Yeah. That is really, really high. Yeah, yeah. we're in on Jordan Howard this week. Big spot here for Jordan Howard this week. Good DFS play. He's cheap. Certainly versus Chicago. That makes sense. that makes a lot of sense um, as well. Do you want to hit on Anthony Miller? Anthony Miller. You say yeah. no. Well... Look, if you're desperate, there are four teams on a bye. I understand why people are thinking about it because I actually saw that he has been pretty consistent recently, and it's a good matchup. The Eagles' secondary is getting healthier, so we have to remember, a lot of that production that they gave up was while guys were banged up. Ronald Darby wasn't in the lineup. Uh, They were without Mills as well. So keep that in mind. Their secondary is getting healthier. Anthony Miller, at least 52 receiving yards in three straight games. Only three targets last week, but did have nine and seven the two weeks before that. I am slightly intrigued. If you play in a deeper league and you can pick him up and stash him, I'm more interested in doing that. I don't know that I throw him in my lineup this week, Greg. Fair enough. Let me continue on and get back earlier in the day. It's in London, Frank. The first game of the day between the Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, In this one, you were just talking to me during the break. Do we start Kenny Stills after last week's disaster of an outing? Uh, Can we go back to him? You've been all over Chris Conley this week. Now, some other possibilities have opened up with a Zach Pascal, for instance. What do we do in both of these instances in Jacksonville and in Houston? So I'll start off with the Houston Texans, um, the wide receiver specifically. You're starting DeAndre Hopkins. There's nothing to see there. Kenny Stills, he played the same amount of snaps, ran the same amount of routes as DeAndre Hopkins. So he was on the field last week. But you have to know, this is who Kenny Stills is. He's a lot like Will Fuller. He has that breakout potential on a weekly basis but he also has a very low floor. And according to Pro Football Focus, he's actually going to see the tougher matchups. A.J. Boye does not shadow opposing wide receivers. He plays his side of the field. And according to Pro Football Focus, A.J. Boye plays on the same side of the field as Kenny Stills. So I'm looking at this as a tougher matchup for him this week, Greg. Uh, And if you don't plan to play him, you can probably drop Kenny Stills for someone else who has more upside because they do have the bye 
in week 10. On the other side, the wide receiver position, I like DJ Chark a lot going up against this Texans secondary. They are, uh, they are allowing the third most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers so far this season. I think DJ Chark is going to have some success. D.D. Westbrook is questionable. Looks like he is leaning towards playing. I'm not shying away from Chris Conley. I think that D.D. Westbrook's going to be limited. I think there's a chance he might even leave this game once again. He left the game last week. I think you have to bump Chris Conley down the rankings a little bit, Greg, but it's still a really, really good matchup. Even if he doesn't see the 7-8 targets that we were hoping for, if, he's, if he sees 5 or 6 against this defense, the way that he has been targeted recently, 39% of the air yards over the past two weeks, I think that he could break off a big play. I'm still starting Chris Conley. I'm also still starting Kenny Stills, man. Like, we talked about this last week that our, our process in our heads was, was kind of right, although it didn't happen. And I think when you picked him up, this was the opportunity you wanted. You wanted him for these two games. I like him in this spot uh, against Jacksonville. I like him more than uh, Jonathan Johnson we were just talking about, right? You like him more than Chris Conley. Did you start Conley or Stills? I'd start Kenny Stills, probably. I think he's a better chance of a big play. I know both are big play guys. I think Kenny Stills is a better chance of a big play because I trust Deshaun Watson more than I trust Gardner Minshew. Yeah, this Jaguars secondary is not nearly as good as it was when they had Jalen Ramsey, obviously, but I'm still kind of worried. Me, personally, I would go with Chris Conley. I think Hyde is in play as a high-end flex option. He's a lot like Jordan Howard. In the games that they have won, he's averaged 11 fantasy points per game. In the games they lose, he averages under 7 fantasy right. points per game. So... You know, back in week two when they faced the Jaguars, he went for 20 rushing uh, twenty rushing attempts for 90 yards. I think he's a high-end flex. Duke, Johnson, nothing more than a PPR bi-week replacement. Obviously, you're using Leonard Fournette. And Darren Fells, Greg, I really like Darren Fells. The Jaguars just allowed two touchdowns to Ryan Griffin, and Darren Fells just scored two touchdowns himself. I don't know that he's going to do that again, but he is inside inside my top 10. I like him a lot. Gardner Minshew spoke a lot about him on the Fantasy Football Frenzy. He is a top 10 quarterback for me this week. Dwayne Haskins making his NFL debut as a starter in Buffalo. That actually sounded like a fart. Uh, in <laughs> Buffalo uh, this week, taking on Josh Allen and the Bills. Tough spot. Uh, good defense in Buffalo. Fantasy-wise, they haven't been as, as good as you uh, hoped they would be. But Buffalo going against Washington. Love, love, love the Bills defense as a stream this week if they are available. Love them for DFS as well. You got to get away from Terry McLaurin in this spot. We saw his production completely fall off the map in the second half of that game last week when Dwayne Haskins came in. I understand Haskins has been practicing with the first team, so he should be more prepared, but it's still a very tough secondary. The Bills are sixth in pass defense DVOA. I like Adrian Peterson, Greg. I keep going back to the well with these old running backs. I don't know why, but AP has seen the workload. Since Bill Callahan has taken over 19 carries per game, and the Bills... Just allowed a big game to Jordan Howard, big game to Miles Sanders. They are 28th in run defense DVOA. I like Adrian Peterson as a high-end flex option, Greg, this week. On the other side, Josh Allen, he's not the upside play that we thought he was. He's not rushing for as many yeah. yards as he was last year, but he has been a safe play, which I, I didn't really think that we would say about Josh Allen this week, but he's giving you modest rushing production. He's not throwing for a ton of yards, but... He's given you one, maybe two touchdowns per game. Washington's secondary is not a good one. I like Josh Allen. He's a fine quarterback. He's inside my top 12. I think he's a pretty safe option this week. Frank Gore and Devin Singletary, again, pretty good matchup. We just saw what Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison did against this Washington defense. They're not a good defense all around. So, personally, I like Frank Gore a little bit more than Devin Singletary. I know Singletary got the snaps last week, but they were playing from behind. I think they go back to Frank Gore this week. I like Frank Gore a little bit more, but both are flex options for me. 
Both flex options at the running back spot for Buffalo. With Washington, biggest thing I want to mention, Darius Geis coming back. Darius Geis coming Not back. This week, Not yeah. this week. Yeah. But week but 11. Week enough, 11, he's he eligible to return. We talked about him during practice, Frank. He's on his way back, which is obviously a good thing, uh, of course, for the Washington football team. Frank, let me hit on one last game quickly. I'll make it a quick one um, before we hit our next break. And that's with Carolina and Tennessee. The news coming out for Carolina is Cam Newton's not coming back anytime soon. He saw a second foot specialist in uh, Wisconsin, and surgery seems likely, which will keep him out six to nine months. Rehab has not worked for him. On the other side with Tennessee, I'm sorry, you're saying Carolina, Curtis Samuel is questionable. According to Ron Rivera, it's more like probable, but... He hasn't practiced all week. How's he probable? I think he practiced, didn't, I think he didn't practice Wednesday. Practiced I thought Thursday, I saw something that he didn't practice didn't, today. I mean, hold on. Yeah. Didn't practice Wednesday, practiced Thursday, didn't practice Friday, I think. Hmm. But nevertheless, right. Ron Rivera has said he's more like probable than questionable. Not a guarantee, but there's definitely question marks surrounding Curtis Samuel. On the other side, Ryan Tannehill makes another start. Delaney Walker will not play for the Tennessee Titans, leaving Jonu Smith to get another start uh, for Tennessee. How do you see this one shaking down? Yeah, I don't really love this game for fantasy just all around. It's a low total, 41. I mean, the Carolina Panthers are a four-point favorite. I mean, that spread might have changed, but a three-and-a-half-point favorite for the Carolina Panthers. I just don't expect a lot on either side here. Obviously, you're using Christian McCaffrey. It's a good matchup for Greg Olson. The Titans have allowed four touchdowns to tight ends so far this season, but Greg Olson has had 13 yards or less in three of his last four games, so it's hard to trust... Any of these tight ends that we talk about that are lower-end streaming tight ends, me personally, I would go with Darren Fells over Greg Olson. But once we get into that mix with the Ryan Griffins of the world, the Jack Doyles, I like Doyle more than I like um, <clears throat> more than I like Greg Olson okay. as well in this spot, Greg. But I do like uh, I, I like DJ Moore. I, I like DJ Moore just because Curtis Samuel, look, they say he's probable. I, I don't think that he's 100% healthy. I'm not that scared off by the Tennessee Titans secondary as well. They are 20th this season in pass defense DVOA. So to me, DJ Moore, a high-end wide receiver three. I would kind of steer away from Curtis Samuel. I, I just don't think that he's 100% healthy. Very big game coming for Derrick Henry, Greg. I love him for DFS I like him a lot this week. as well. He's had at least 15 carries in every game this season. Carolina has allowed eight total touchdowns to running backs over their last three games. We just saw what Tevin Coleman did last week. Very excited about Derrick Henry in the spot. And I want to get away from the Titans wide receivers. It's just... It's a crapshoot. Is it going to be Corey Davis? Is it going to be A.J. Brown? Adam Humphreys? Uh, it's Tajay the, the pass defense for Carolina has actually been good. They're third in pass defense DVOA. Uh, once again, if you need a streaming tight end, doesn't look like Delaney Walker is going to play. John U. Smith played last week, led the team in targets, receptions, receiving yards, and scored a touchdown. So he's right in that mix. He's in that mix with the Doyle, the Darren Fells, the Greg Olson, that back-end top 12 tight end this week. Top tight end that this week. Jack Doyle. John U. Smith. But not Chris Herndon. He's unlikely to play for the New York Jets. We'll talk about the Jets and the Dolphins. Patrick Mahomes, not so much, against the Vikings. Vikings and Chiefs, a whole lot more to go. Not much time to do it. We'll do the best we can when we come back here on the BFFs. 
Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Rockin' and rolling. We all change again. I've got a silent disco tonight, Greg. Nice. Disco, disco. Got some. It's a Halloween-related one as well. So, you bet your sweet Willie the stash is coming out t- tonight and tomorrow night. My family, their annual Halloween party. Very so, right, cool. Still celebrating Halloween. This Will weekend, the stash Greg. be out on Monday? I haven't decided yet. What do you think? Should I keep it around? No. Why? I, I don't want that on my wedding. We can't have this. Oh, oh well, if you don't like it, it's 100% staying. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. All right, I said before the break, uh, the Jets not expected to get Chris Herndon back quite yet as the uh, waiting for Herndon continues. Oh, my goodness. Jets are facing the Dolphins. If you watch the fan, will hurry up. Game's going with the fish. No, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness. God. He did it for you. He called you out. As if things couldn't get Go worse the fish. for my New York Jets. Honestly... I might be rooting for the Dolphins too. Just if tank. they if they win this game, if the Dolphins win tank this game, tank for Chase Young is that the plan? You cannot. How how do you bring back Adam Gase if they lose this game? Yes. <laughs> so I'm hoping that that's the the same reaction that they have. The squeaky wheel gets the oil. Le'Veon Bell all week talking about how he wants to be used more this week heading into this matchup against Miami, and I really hope he does because it is a great matchup. They allow the most fantasy points to opposing running backs. We just saw James Conner have a monster game. Love Le'Veon Bell on FanDuel DFS this week, $7,000. Sam Darnold, I think, is a streaming quarterback, not to the level of Derek Carr and Gardner Minshew. He is my quarterback 16 on the week, but again, should be able to have some success. The Miami Dolphins have allowed multiple touchdowns in every game but one even against Mason Rudolph last week, which means if we like Sam Darnold, Greg, we have to like the weapons for the Jets. I think it's a good bounce-back spot for both Robbie Anderson and Jamison Crowder. They're both inside my top 36. They're wide receiver threes. I like Robbie Anderson a little bit more. We've seen the Dolphins give up some big plays, and we know that that's what Robbie Anderson excels at. If you are desperate for a tight end, and you cannot pick up Fells, and you cannot pick up Jack Doyle, I think that Ryan Griffin is in play. Miami Dolphins defense is very bad. Chris Herndon's not playing. Ryan Griffin just scored two touchdowns as well. So uh, I think I think he is in play as a streaming tight end. On the other side, look, I don't know how much defense is going to be in this game. The total is like super low uh, because the teams are bad, but they're very bad on defense. So Fitzmagic, if you're desperate in a super flex league, I think he's in play. Mark Walton, 87% of the snaps last week. The Jets give up a ton of touchdowns. They give up a ton of receptions. I like Mark Walton as a high-end flex option this week. Devontae Parker and Preston Williams. Greg, start everybody in this game. Basically. Uh, the defenses are very bad. Defenses are bad. These teams are bad. These coaches, at least one of them, very bad. Sorry, Frank. Sorry. The Kansas City Chiefs are hosting the Minnesota Vikings. We don't expect Patrick Mahomes to play in this one, although next week certainly seems like a possibility. Nate Taylor just tweeted out as I was going through this. Matt Patrick Mahomes is questionable. 
for Sunday. Team's injury report uh, will come out later today, but he, I guess they're going to call him questionable. I don't expect him to play, but I can see him being like the active backup, I guess. Great. That helps nobody. Exactly nobody. I hope that Patrick Mahomes plays. It probably doesn't affect anything, right, though? Because you're obviously going to start Tyreek Hill. You're obviously going to start Travis Kelsey. Yeah. The running backs, you're going to handle separately than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and you don't really feel matter. good about the running backs here in this spot regardless. The Vikings are 10th in the NFL in run defense DVOA. They've been very stingy. They allow the fifth fewest fantasy points. You don't know if it's going to be McCoy because the last time we saw McCoy... He was holding the ball out like a loaf of bread like he always does. He fumbles the football. Damian Williams comes in and ends up scoring a touchdown this week. So how do you trust any of the Chiefs running backs given that it's a committee, they can't run block, and it's a tough matchup against Minnesota? I would stay away from all those guys. Like you said, Greg, you're using Tyreek Hill. You're using Travis Kelsey, obviously. Sammy Watkins' first game back played 86% of the snap. He had eight targets. That accounted for 22% of the target share. The Vikings secondary, not very good. I'm actually kind of in on Sammy Watkins this week, Greg, and I feel like nobody is talking about him. Whether Matt Moore is the quarterback, he targeted Sammy Watkins all those times last week, the eight targets, and if not, Patrick Mahomes is back, and you got to feel good about this pass game regardless. So I think, you know, if you're kind of desperate for a wide receiver and you've been looking for a reason to start Sammy Watkins, I feel pretty good about him against this, against the Vikings this week. That secondary is not what it once was, Greg. Certainly not. The roads have been open for most of this season. Correct. Trey Wayne's actually played better. Uh, than Xavier Rhodes, it feels like. He might be better than Xavier Rhodes at this point. point. Yeah, Yeah, at least this season. Uh, For Minnesota, they expected to get Adam Thielen back, uh, which is good. Kansas City secondary actually looked better uh, than you'd think. With with the um, Minnesota Vikings guys, you start them how you always would, pretty much. You do, but... The problem is we really haven't seen a game this year, Greg, where both both Thielen Uh and Diggs have gone off. Uh And... The Chiefs, to their credit, their pass defense has played really well this year. They're fourth in pass defense DVOA, and they're not allowing a ton of fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks or wide receivers. So I think you're still using Thielen and Diggs if you own them. No, you are not. Adam Thielen ruled out for Sunday. All right, fire up the Stephon Diggs. There you go. Since I said he was the hottest commodity in fantasy football, that's exactly what he's been. Maybe not, but still, we're firing up Stephon Diggs. Forget about everything I just said, but not really. It is a tougher matchup. They're playing good against wide receivers in the past game. But... The targets are going to be there for Stefan Diggs. They have been. He's gone for at least 140 yards in three straight games. He's you know, had some really big games. He had the three-touchdown game against the Eagles. If you own Stefan Diggs, I think you are throwing him out there. And maybe if you're really desperate, B.C. Johnson. But I think that there are a lot of other options this week that we've talked about that might be available from the Chris Conleys to the Zach Pascals. I don't think that you have to do the B.C. Johnson thing. And obviously, Greg... We love Dalvin Cook for DFS. We do. Chalk play. You have to play Dalvin Cook in DFS this week. The latest news, Adam Thielen out this week for the Minnesota Vikings. Let's continue on, Frank. Let me get to... I'm, I'm going to skip over Detroit and Oakland see if we can... We talked a lot about that yesterday, so if we have time, we'll come back. I want to make sure... Start we everybody in that game. That's all you need to know. I want to hit on Seattle and Tampa Bay. Uh, Russell Wilson... And the Seahawks taking on Tampa Bay Buccaneers team once again without O.J. Howard in the lineup. He uh, has been ruled out. Cameron Bray, we're still waiting word on. We haven't seen that one yet. Um, but it's Seahawks and the Bucks. Yeah. O.J. Howard has already been ruled out. we got to see what happens here with Cameron Bray. was talking about this with the fellas over on the Fantasy Football Frenzy. The Seahawks have allowed the fourth most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. So I understand it feels like we're kind of getting sucked back into the Cameron Bray trap. But he had six targets last week, and one of those was in the end zone. The process was there. 
I think that in a game with a total this high, Greg, a 52-point total, one of the highest on the week, that if you're desperate for a tight end again, like we keep saying that the tight end position is terrible because it is, but every single week, the process is there for a few tight end streams, and I think it's there once again for Cameron Braid, for Jack Doyle, for Ryan Griffin, for Darren Fells, for a few of those tight ends. So I'm going back to the well. It'll be interesting to see what happens between Chris Godwin and Evans. I don't think that the Seahawks secondary is very good. They just allowed Matt Schaub, Matt Schaub, to throw for over 400 yards last week. So yes, Jameis Winston is inside my top 12 at the quarterback position with a total this high. I think we see some back and forth. I think this is a big Russell Wilson blow-up week. We've seen that in games... How about this, Greg, for a stat? In games decided by six points or less, Russell Wilson is averaging 29.3 fantasy points per game. In blowouts this season, where he has won by seven points or more, he is averaging 15.3 points per game. So like I've said all year long when it comes to Russell Wilson, when the games are competitive and you get some back and forth between the two teams, Russell Wilson is going to have monster games. Guess what? This past defense for the Tampa Bay Bucks, not very good. I love Tyler Lockett. I love DK Metcalf this week. I love Russell Wilson. Chris Carson, tough matchup going up against this Bucks run defense. They are first in the NFL in run defense DVOA. Doesn't matter. Chris Carson has seen at least 20 carries in four straight games. You start everybody in this game outside of whoever the Seahawks tight end is. We're not doing that again. We're not touching the Tampa Bay Bucks running backs because I just think that we're getting a lot of throwing the football here. And I hope that this is a game where both Evans and Godwin could go off, Greg, because they have played seven games together. They have only had big games in the same game twice so far this season. I think we get one of those games again this week. Seattle secondary has not been good this year. A big blow-up spot potentially for Chris Godwin and Mike Evans if Jameis Winston can just get the ball to his top two wide receivers. The next game up for us, Frank, brings us to Denver, the Mile High City, as the Broncos host Baker Mayfield and the Browns. The Broncos' Brandon Allen will be making his first start of the year, but potentially not his last, as Joe Flacco was placed on injured reserve earlier today. He is done for the season. We will see Drew Locke at some point, but he is not the active backup. He will not be ready to go. Brent Ripon will be the backup off the practice squad for Denver as Brandon Allen makes his first start against Cleveland. And Greg, I wish that I could tell you more about Brandon Allen, but I can't. I know that's supposed to be my job. I don't know what to expect from this guy. And it sucks because Cortland Sutton has been so consistent this year, at least 70 receiving yards in every game this season. But it's a tough Brown secondary. Brandon Allen making the first start of his career. Cortland Sutton, whereas he was inside my top 12 last week at the wide receiver position, more of a low-end wide receiver too for me this week because of that those, those question marks regarding Brandon Allen and this past game. But what the Broncos should be able to do is run the football. We've seen the past two weeks, Royce Freeman has scored a touchdown in each of those. Philip Lindsay, a little bit banged up this week. Pay attention to that. He's been dealing with a wrist injury. He actually had surgery on that wrist in the offseason. So just really pay attention to the, the status of Philip Lindsay heading into this game. But I like both Lindsay and Freeman as top 20 running backs. The way to attack the Browns defense is by running the football we would have liked Noah Fant if Flacco was the quarterback because Fant just saw eight targets. But again, with Brandon Allen, let's take a wait-and-see approach and see what happens this week. Greg, Baker Mayfield, so far this season, not very good. He, you know, he had a lot to say about Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones performing a lot better than Baker Mayfield. Baker has just six touchdowns and 12 interceptions on the season. Yep. Obviously, you're starting Nick Chubb. This is the last game of Huntless Chubb. So it's going to be interesting to see next week how this usage breaks down between Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. 
Greg, I asked Jim Day about this on the frenzy. I asked, do you start Odell Beckham? How do you feel about him? Because all logic says, tough matchup against Chris Harris. The Broncos have been stingy against wide receivers this year in fantasy. But how do you bench him, right? Like, he was your first, second-round pick, and if he goes off on your bench, you're going to feel terrible about crap, it. Crap. You're stuck. So, you're stuck. You are stuck. I agree. And if I own Odell Beckham, he's still a top-20 wide receiver for me this week. Again, like Jim said, you can't explain it, but you just got to still roll out there with Odell Beckham. You know, the target share hasn't been where it was in years past. Still 26%. It's a very good mark. Uh, Jarvis Landry, for me, more of a low-end wide receiver three this week. Sunday night football, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens taking on the New England Patriots. I really like Lamar Jackson and the Ravens in this game. Oh, uh, Greg. That's stupid. What are we doing? I don't know. What are we doing, man? I don't know. This is like one of those games where, like, yes, the AFC North I is like coming. It. I like it. They're, they're, they're going to show up, and they're going to stop the New England Patriots. Well, guess what? Big Ben and the Steelers played the Patriots in week one, Greg. Yes, they did. They were three-and-a-half-point underdogs. Yes, they were. They got demolished, Craig. <laughs> it just sets up for another one of those games, and it's tough figuring out whether you should use Lamar Jackson or not because the Patriots take away your offense's best weapon. Their offense's best weapon is Lamar Jackson being able to run the football, and I think that they're going to do a lot of whatever the Chargers did last year, Greg, where they have more DBs on the field, a lot of speed on the field. They really try and put that spy on Lamar Jackson and have him try to beat them passing the ball. With that being said, I cannot trust Hollywood Brown in this spot. I know that he is likely going to play. I can't do it against his secondary. I understand he's one of those guys that can really just make your week with one big play. I can't do it. It's his first game back from injury. I am fading Hollywood Brown this week. Mark Andrews, I am still going to use him. Yeah. Because he's going to have to throw the ball to somebody. The targets have been there for Mark Andrews. Hasn't necessarily been getting it done recently. But they're going to have to score some points. I think it comes from Mark Andrews. Tom Brady, still inside of my top 12. But the Ravens secondary is getting healthier, Greg. Jimmy Smith is back in the spot. You're still using Julian Edelman. I want to take another wait-and-see approach with Mohamed Sanu versus Philip Dorsett. Tony Michelle, more of a low-end RB2. And I think James White, as always, high-end flex in PPR leagues. Best of luck this weekend with your lineups. Coming up next is Wager Talk, followed by At The Window. For Frank Staffel, I'm Greg Sussman. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the games. We'll see you again on Monday. We hope. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Here's what you missed on the BFFs. As we said, Kenny and Drake, Emmanuel Sanders got the job done for both teams. That's the good, the bad. Tevin Coleman, very bad. You get on that also? That whole thing that we said yesterday about taking the over in his total yardage prop, Bavona, if we could just kind of delete that from existence, from the internet, from audio boom, wherever, like just delete that because it, it never happened. Of course, what am I even talking about? Great. Matt Breida was very good. 15 carries for 78 yards. This was frustrating. I still think most weeks Tevin Coleman is going to be the guy, Greg, and he played more snaps, and he still saw you know 16 running back opportunities. He was targeted four times in the past game. Matt Breida only targeted twice, so 
Look, these things are going to happen whenever there's a running back by committee, but it's still a really good team with a really good offensive line, and they want to run the football. I think last night was an outlier game. It was a really good matchup. And you know what? I give credit to Kyle Shanahan because you should change up your game plan, your offensive game plan, based on the deficiencies of the team that you're playing. Now, I'm sure that they could have run the football more against the Cardinals, and it probably would have worked out. But going into this game... Kyle Shanahan likely knew that the Cardinals are very weak against the pass, and that's exactly what he did, and we saw a career day out of Gucci Garoppolo, Greg. Four touchdowns, over 300 yards. Yesterday on the show, we were debating Jimmy Garoppolo or Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray ended up having a pretty good game as well, saved by, uh, not the bell, but by Andy Isabella. See what I did there. Uh, But Jimmy Garoppolo, I ended up going with him in my super flex lineup. I benched Kyler Murray. I have Minshew in there. I feel pretty good about it, Greg. Absolutely. You should feel good about that. It was a great decision, Frank. Uh, I was proud of you. Emmanuel Sanders, awesome game as well. Yeah, man. This guy just continues to defy all sports medicine logic. Again, I understand he's getting further and further removed, but at age 31, 32, whatever he is, to be playing at this level, coming off a torn Achilles, Greg, it truly is commendable. And it looks like we might have a legit high-end wide receiver three on our hands moving forward for Emmanuel Sanders. How about this? I'll throw it out there for you. Obviously, this was a great matchup. Do you try and sell Emmanuel Sanders considering he has scored in back-to-back games? I would, absolutely. The San Francisco 49ers, unlike last night, they don't really throw the ball. That's not their game, and they want to run the football. There's another game coming up against the Cardinals soon. I Believe me. So <laughs> in, my, in a pool that I do, the Survivor Player Pool, so I saved George Kittle and Jimmy G for the next one, the one at home in two weeks. Last night, I used Tevin Coleman. Hopefully, Kittle's healthy enough to play. You know what's <laughs> going to happen, Frank. Tevin Coleman's going to have four touchdowns in two weeks, and Kittle and G- Jimmy G are going to do nothing. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> That's a lock. The lock of the century. It. You can't get it right. But, the, you know, I'm looking at the matchup coming up for Sanders. He has Seattle next week. While it says that, you know, the fantasy numbers show that the Seahawks are tough against opposing wide receivers, I don't think that they're a very good defense, and I think that you can actually pass on Seattle. 